Hey peaches, welcome to the PGAF podcast. We are so happy to have you here. Each week, we're bringing you a fun-filled episode where no topic is off limits. Get ready to laugh, maybe ugly cry, buckle up because you're in for a wild ride. And here come your hosts, Jana and Bex. So yeah, so today we're chatting um, medication again. Yes, part tell- two. Part duh. Of- <laughs> Let me tell my side of my side of medication. So I've been kind of thinking about it a, a bit this week. And I remember, like I talked about before, that mental health struggles have been a part of my life for a really long time. I just didn't really recognize them when I was younger. Right. And neither did anyone around me, apparently. Thanks, mom and dad. Yeah. Fuck. So I think I had just graduated high school and it was actually... It wasn't even me who made the decision to go to a doctor. It was a friend who kept saying like, oh, you seem like you have social anxiety or you're depressed or whatever. So I remember going to my family doctor and just kind of saying that. And there was no no questionnaire, no anything, which is really weird to think about now. It was just, okay, here, take this. And I remember it was Paxil that I was prescribed. So when I think about that now, I think how fucked up that is that there was no offer of counseling or maybe we should see a psychiatrist to dig deeper into this. It's just, okay, you're feeling depressed and anxious. Take this. It's kind of like the nineties when every kid was put on um, Ritalin for any behavioral issue. So I took that, I started taking it and I think I took that for several years until I moved to Kelowna Mm -hmm. and I had, I carried so much guilt about it and shame. Like I, I remember not telling anyone like I, I wouldn't dare tell somebody I was taking medication. I don't even know if it worked for me. Honestly, nothing changed that I can think of. Like maybe it took the edge off, but I don't really think so. I should have been in counseling is, is really what it was and dealing with the trauma that I had experienced as a child and just all the shit that had brought me to that place. So yeah. So fast forward in Kelowna and starting college, I think when I maybe had been in Kelowna for a year I just stopped taking it cold turkey because I didn't think it was doing anything for me, which oh, is obviously not, shit. not good at all. Withdrawing no. off of antidepressants is crappy. So I tried going like another. So did situation. you in withdrawing off of it? Like, did you like, what did you feel like? Cause you would have been on that medication for a long time. Yeah. I was on it from 18 until about, I guess I would have been like 20, 21 at that point or almost 21. I think, I don't know, the timeline could be a little off. I just felt like really shaky, nauseous, or super edgy. Um, for anyone who has ever quit smoking cold turkey, it's a similar feeling to that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it just, it was not good. And then, you know, after a couple, I'd say like a month or two, I was fine. Um, and just back to myself. And then I was finding, I was working at this grocery store at the time and I was finding. I remember that. Yeah. Was Was it extra food? Yeah, I was working at extra foods in West Bank. And then I was finding like I was just having days where like I literally couldn't get out of bed. And I was calling in sick for work all the time when I just didn't know what was going on. And and I was super socially um, anxious all the time. Like I I, I just I couldn't it was hard for me to meet new people hard for me to, you know, just even talk in a group of new people or, or meeting a new person in general was just tough for me. So I went to the doctor again and I was put on, I don't remember what I was put on, but I was put on another medication. So I started taking that again. I just, I I don't know what I was expecting. 
like yeah. taking a medication. I think I was just thinking all of a sudden I would be fixed, but what, what fixed meant to me, I don't even know. Like I would just suddenly be this outgoing person who didn't give a shit about what other people thought of me. All of my past traumas would be gone, you know, the yeah. and it wasn't. So after taking that for about six months, I stopped taking that again, cold turkey. And that was when we were living together. Well, I remember because, like, when we were in university, like, it was, like, I found that um, besides you coming across as a terrifying human being (laughs) with piercings all in her face and stuff, um, that, like, with being in school and being in group projects and stuff, that you you were more social. Like, we went out, like, we partied and whatever. And Well, that um, was the only time I could be social. Yeah. Was when I consumed alcohol because I just was so socially anxious I was so caught up in my head I still I still deal with that big time meeting new people just thinking like people don't like me you know I don't have a good personality um I had such a tough time it was yeah well and especially being in that that city like like everybody's gonna but I felt it my whole life though yeah do you know what I mean like totally I could see it yeah heightened Oh, for sure. It was, it was worse, much worse there, but yeah, I've always felt it. I still deal with it. I still have a hard time, um, really connecting with people. Like there's certain people, like the people that are in my life that, um, I'm still good friends with are people that basically like didn't give up on me. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? That like broke through that. And I'm just myself with them. Like there's very few people, honestly, like I could count on like one hand, the people that I feel a hundred percent comfortable with. And, you know, yeah, it, that's crazy. it's so crazy. And still as a, you know, a 30, almost 36 year old woman dealing with that, it sucks. I, I can definitely push past it a little more now. Like, it's funny, Zara and I were talking about it recently because she's dealing with like some social anxiety and just, you know, with hormones, you know, you get to that age or preteen, you know, kind of feeling not so good about her body and whatnot, not liking certain things. I talk about how, you know, I deal with that. And she's like, what? She's like, you always talk to everyone and you're so outgoing. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> well, that's a mask. But uh, yeah, so back to medication. I took that next medication, whatever it was, for about six months. And again, I, it wasn't the magic pill. So I just stopped taking it again. And I can remember, again, feeling like so sick, just, you know, withdrawing so bad and then getting over that hump and it was fine. And then I didn't take anything for years like several years it wasn't until after I had Zara I I wasn't dealing with postpartum but I was definitely struggling with like you know my anxiety and depression was was heightened for sure and I remember Stu bringing it up and we were having like a really tough time in our relationship and I oh my god I can't believe I'm talking about this on a public forum but like we were things were bad like I was being such an asshole um it just, it just wasn't good. And I remember it came to a point where we were fighting so much and Stu was basically said like, you need to go to a doctor and you need to figure this out. And like, I'll support you and whatever, you know, we need to do, or we have to break up. I was like, yeah, what? But it was tough. Like, you know, there was a lot going on at a new baby. You know, we were, we'd only been together for a little over a year, but there was a lot on my plate. Right. But that was definitely a turning point. I just, I remember initially being like so mad, like, how dare you? <laughs> like, how well, dare you threaten me like that? And he's like, it's not a threat. It's just like, this is not good. This is not healthy for any of us. So I went to a doctor at that point and I was prescribed. Um, what was I prescribed? It sucks that I don't remember all yeah. these medications, 
but I was put on another medication and it definitely helped. Um, again, I should have started doing some counseling at that point, but that's my own bad, like not knowing where to go, not really knowing what to do and not honestly not wanting to face like those childhood traumas and really dig deep into that. Like that's not an easy thing to do. So no, no, especially what, what you went through for sure. Yeah. Like I just, I, I wasn't ready to, so I took whatever I was taking at that point for a while. Um, and then again, you know, I, I'm a serial quitter apparently (laughs) when it comes to this stuff. Then again, I thought, you know, it's all good. I, you know, I'm better now. So I stopped taking it and things were good. Like I was able to sort of manage my um, anxiety and depression and just mental health in general with exercise and diet and just trying to be as healthy as possible. And then my mom got diagnosed with cancer. Yes. Yeah. So that was 2012. And then things. 2012. She was. Oh, yeah. 2012. And then. Um, so that was really hard, obviously. And then things started to slip again. I started to struggle in my job. And it's always like I think about it in hindsight. It was always me like suddenly, you know, my boss was really shitty. Suddenly, like the job itself was really crappy. And I just it wasn't me, obviously, you know, I, I fa- found a way to just hate my job so much that going there was, you know, just brutal every single day. And so Stu can Stu was like, okay, you know, if you're not happy, then quit your job. So I quit my job in 2012 and stayed home with Zara. Um, and then it was good. Like everything was fine. I was, wasn't on any medication, but I was seeing a counselor at the time and kind of dealing with some stuff. And then my mom died in 2014. So July, and then shit hit the fan again, you know, not wanting to do anything, just being just so unbelievably depressed and you know rightfully so my mom had just died it was it was pretty brutal but at the same time something had to change and for me that was just a big turning point I remember thinking you know that I just don't want to live like this anymore like I want to make my mental health a priority and I went and saw just a random clinic doctor I was put on uh it's called Pristique 50 milligrams that's what I'm on now I've been on it since 2014 and it made like a world of difference. Obviously, I'm um, doing some counseling and sort of talking through some stuff, which I still need to do more of. You know, I've, I've done bits and pieces, but I haven't really dealt with everything that I need to deal with. But yeah, I've been on that since then. And, you know, it's, it's, it's been good. I've, I've never really had to change it. Um, my diagnosis was just like general anxiety and depression. Uh, yeah, I don't really know what else to say about that. But I, I've yeah sort of been on that since then and hopefully you know it continues to work for me but obviously if not I would adjust it mm-hmm. um yeah so that that's kind of my medication journey it's pretty crazy too that um you've been on the same one and it's been consistently yeah like working for you because um I've heard of some people that uh they've been on for like x amount of years and then all of a sudden it just they need more they need something else and they either go on a second medication or they yeah. try to um kind of ex- experiment again yeah so um, this is like yeah yeah this you one know. is really known for being really effective even at this mm-hmm. smaller dosage um so I check in with a doctor you know like every six months just to see see where I'm at and you know there was a point there where I thought 
like I was going through some other challenging stuff, like at the beginning of taking Evan on, like that was a huge adjustment for us. And I thought that I was kind of dealing with more anxiety and depression. I remember speaking with a doctor and he had said, you know, we can, we can bump it up if you want, but based on what you're telling me, I, I just don't think it's necessary. So I didn't do right. it. So it's always an option, but no, I just find, yeah, like I'm, I'm pretty stable on it. Obviously I have my moments. We all do, but it's, it's been good for me. Um, yeah. So the, um, the name brand is Paxil. Is that the Citalopram or is that? No, it's Pristique is what Pristique? I'm on. Pristique. Okay. I don't that, know uh, what the. Were you on Citalopram at one point? Is that Paxil? Uh, I don't remember. Like, cause I always like do the non-generic or the generic. So I never really know. Like, I think even when I said that I was on bupropion, I feel like that's Wellbutrin and I had it backwards. Oh, like Selexa and okay. bupropion. Like, it's just, it's because I always go by the, um, the generic is, um, sometimes the generic is actually more effective than the yeah. brand for certain kinds. That's so... right. And I was on the generic for a while and then something happened. It was like discontinued or something. So oh, now okay, I'm on the yeah. name brand. So the generic is desvenlafaxine. Oh, okay. I don't know. So yeah, it's just a medication used to treat depression. It is recommended that the need for further treatment be occasionally reassessed. Right. Which yeah. is the, like for most anxiety, depression. Yeah. Um, they have to still monitor it because like any type of like external factors or like um, hormonal changes and stuff can really uh change the chemistry in the brain and it ties into also because uh like there's the they call it sad which is the seasonal yeah is it effect or is what is it called seasonal is it seasonal affective disorder seasonal i feel like it's something like that and places like say vancouver because it's overcast a lot in the winter right that people experience that but then also in like the prairies where it's super cold <laughs> they experience that too because you 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 see the sun you see the outside but it's very deceptive um absolutely so i know i know of some people that like it's almost like they get treated only part of the year yeah. for that isn't that crazy have you ever considered getting one of those sad lamps? I've seen them on like Amazon. Me and too. Shit, I'm intrigued. They seem expensive. I know. I know. You can get cheaper ones, but then I'm just wondering, like, are they as good? Do you know? Yeah. Is it, is it going to work? But I'm, I don't know. I've thought about it before because yeah, the winters are definitely tougher for me for sure. I hate the winter. I hate gloomy days. Like give me a sunny yeah. day. Like I can't be depressed on a sunny day. Like, yeah. It just feels well, that- so good. And that's where, like, living out here, like, yeah, I can get to minus 50, but at least when it's super cold, um, it's more than likely it's uh, clear blue sky. Yeah, and see, that's so nice. And I wouldn't mind that here either. Like, if it was colder and even if we had snow, as long as it's bright and, and clear out, I'm good. Yeah. Sorry if you yeah, can hear my dog sure. whining in the background. Is he, is he outside the door? No, he's here with me, but he's jumped off the bed. And he can't get back on the bed. So he's crying. <laughs> but the funny thing is, is so we have this um, massive bed frame and it's got a bench built in at the end. And the bench is lower than our sofa. 
but for some reason he can jump up on the sofa, but he can't jump up on the bench to get on the I bed. I can hear him. Yeah. <laughs> He's such a little So baby. sorry, people. There's my whiny baby in the background. God. <laughs> you know, um, Keela has been struggling. Uh, like, it's, it's, it's been a rough week for oh, her. Oh, no. Um, I... Uh, let her out I think on like Monday I don't remember it was in the like early in the morning so it was still dark out or at late at night and I could hear like she was coming up the the deck stairs and then I went to turn to open the door and I hear this big smack like this big bang I'm like oh shit and I turn around and she's just standing at the the top stair like not even on the deck yet and just like kind of staring at me and I'm just like oh god I'm like I don't know if she slipped up the stairs poked her head or what but ever since then she's been kind of more depressed and more manic depressant than she usually is like her face looks sadder than it normally does seriously oh poor and and then she's like really like showing her age like she's moving a lot slower um she's uh very hesitant to jump up on the couch and we have an ottoman that she usually jumps on that and then jumps on the bed yeah but even that's been a struggle for her so um it just seems kind of like dazed sometimes and it just but then it's weird because like we get home and she grabs a toy and she wants to play and it's like oh good oh no how old is she like i can't remember she's 13 she's turning 14 okay so she's up there Uh, in november or whatever she's 14 but and it's sad because, it, well, Jeremy always say, says that, you know, when we have kids or whatever, I'm going to love Keela more than them. And I'm like, obviously. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be absolutely, like, catastrophic when when oh, she passes. Well, and, you know, like, with Diesel and stuff, you can't even imagine, right? So. Well, no. And, you know, Diesel, the French Bulldogs don't live a long time. And, like, yeah. he's hitting his midlife. A couple of weeks later. <laughs> he's going through his midlife crisis seriously on the, on the bed <laughs> we were just talking about it yesterday because like it's almost our birthday soon i share a birthday with my dog like, oh isn't that so special oh my gosh you know that drunken night when i paid the deposit for him that was what sealed the deal oh i'll with- <laughs> never forget getting that text the next, next morning so um we did something dumb and I'm like, oh God, we, what did you do? We bought a dog, a very expensive dog. <laughs> but yeah, he um he's turning four. So, you know, eight to ten years, like ten if you're lucky with a French bulldog. And that just gives me anxiety right there, thinking about my dog not being here. Like like dogs, I'm telling you, like that's medication in itself. Well, and you guys weren't really dog people before. Like you had a cat and well, like you always I've always been a dog person. Like, I love dogs. Or uh, let me rephrase that. You guys never uh, owned a dog together. No, but just because it's, like, so much comes along with it. Like, finding a place that, you know, you can have a dog in. Um, right. There's just, just so many things that, and then having a kid. And I just, at that point in our lives, or up until then, we didn't want that dog holding us back from, like, traveling or different things. And I will say, you know, if you like to do a lot of fun shit, don't get a dog. <laughs> because you can't but um yeah like having a dog like just you know what when I'm feeling anxious and I see my doctor like he should just write me a prescription for puppies yes that's that's all I need I'm telling you like a bag full of puppies to play with for an afternoon and you're good basically he he makes me so happy like I just love that little guy (laughs) to death and the thought of him passing away someday it kills me yeah, um it's fine 
but yeah, like um, whether people have medication to get them by or dogs or cats, yeah. I don't understand how people get comfortable with cats, but that's mostly because mine is a psychotic one and she likes to bite me. Yeah, I didn't understand because ours is a fucking psycho too. <laughs> like I swear our cats were separated at birth somehow, <laughs> even though they're like 10 years apart. Um, maybe maybe <laughs> Miss Kitty is is Daisy's uh, maybe. grandma or something. You slut. Were you in Saskatoon? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Daisy's mom was basically a street whore. So. <laughs> but Mika, Mika girl. Oh my god she's such a cute little cat like I remember when she was just like I think it was just after because you guys had her and then you gave her to your grandma because Miss Kitty was not down with that no dude so we got her from my sister my sister got her free on Craigslist and then decided she didn't want her anymore and apparently we're just a shelter we just take in strays (laughs) (laughs) because Miss Kitty was my sister's too at one point and Mika like was living here and then she literally just moved into the basement suite (laughs) (laughs) she would just go down to my grandma's during the day and take a nap on her bed and then um my grandma started buying her treats and stuff and then she just (laughs) moved in there and then now she's back with us because they can't have a pet where they live but she's like the nicest cat she is she's she's so she's so snuggly and sweet and like she loves attention she loves to be held and pet and pampered. she's just so pretty she's beautiful but i think like if you really look at her like the lights are on but nobody's home like there's something <laughs> going on <laughs> there's something missing in that brain i remember <laughs> when i first met her and you're like yeah nothing's happening up no. there i'm like what's wrong with this cat she's like she's like she, a doll <laughs> basically she's a bit of a bonehead oh man <laughs> we were talking about when we first had both the cats years ago this is just so random, but Zara was probably four, I guess. And I remember going into the living room at one point and Zara had this pop-up tent. It was from Ikea and it was like a puppet tent, but you could close the door on it. And I could just hear the cats going nuts. And Zara decided to put both cats in (gasps) the tent so they could fight. (laughs) (laughs) Like she started like animal cage fighting in our living room. Oh, so God, Battle this... Royale, bro. right? Get out of here. I'm like, have you heard of Michael Vick? Let's talk about this. You want to go to jail? <laughs> I remember when Zara's little and the way she would carry. Yeah, Kitty. just pack her. Just pack her around. I'm like, oh, God. And Miss Kitty's not the, the nicest one. No, she's not. Mika's. Mika, you can do anything with her. Like, you could toss yeah. her in the air. You could do absolutely <laughs> anything. And she will not scratch you. She's so nice. But she's high maintenance. I have to brush her every day. Oh, yeah. Trim the hair around her butt or she gets poop stuck to it. She's just. Oh, Akila had. (laughs) (laughs) I like how we went from medication to to animal poop and and animals. Um, Last night I was on the phone with Maya and uh, uh, Akila jumped down off the, the couch and she starts like rubbing her ass on the floor. I'm like, what the fuck? Stop doing that. And then I go over to grab her and a big piece of poop. Oh no. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. And twice on the phone, she's like, what happened? I'm like, ah, oh, poopy bomb. And she's like, she's like, don't you love being a mother? <laughs> and uh, so I'm there like holding the phone and trying to wipe my dog's ass. Um, 
Oh God! Like, those pictures, like she for sure, she like I look like I I'm the worst dog mom ever. But this dog, her hair grows so damn fast, like it's expensive. It is expensive to get a dog groomed. Oh my God! I'm like, so glad my dog doesn't wrong... need to. Yeah, I went into the wrong profession. Apparently. Seriously, dude, take a course, start a little business in your basement, <laughs> yeah. in your garage. Jeremy would love that, right? Yeah, you know, I totally could, but I I feel like from my previous experiences of trimming Keila's face, um, not the best. No, you definitely <laughs> didn't miss your calling. I did. No, my mom though totally could have been a groomer. Really, she good at it. That's awesome. Yeah. No, not me. But... I no, I tried trimming. Mika had some mats because I didn't brush her hair for a couple of days, and then she gets matty, and it was not a good scene. She no, she looks hobo now. <laughs> She's like a little homeless cat. Oh, Definitely God. didn't miss my calling or in cutting hair. I thought I was going to be good at it. And I decided to cut Evan's hair during oh. COVID, the beginning. And yeah, no, he looked like a homeless kid. It was pretty bad. <laughs> You're like, this seems easy. Yeah. This is fine. She was like, what are you doing? I'm just chopping randomly. He's like, you, you have to have a plan. <laughs> yeah sort so of. you want to double up on your yeah pretty much pretty much <laughs> add some cbd Don't double in up there on your medication no, that is not recommended no some cbd drops vaping some cbd just give it all to me right now just just i'll take just it all to, i might even just smoke regular cannabis at this point because <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how to deal and i don't did you anymore. ever and i don't know we've gone on a tangent yeah. but like anybody listening this is what we do yep. um Touching back on the medication, uh, have you ever actually, you, you've mentioned that you tried CBD, like in, mm-hmm. um, that like, obviously you've been on your medication for a while, but what, what, what brought you to the point to try CBD? Was it just the whole pandemic and dealing with Evan? No, I tried CBD long before that. It was only because, okay, so okay. when my grandpa ended up in the ICU that time and he finally came home and he had his Alzheimer's diagnosis. I started researching CBD for that. And so it wasn't easy to find back then. Like it hadn't been, all of this stuff hadn't been legalized yet. So right. I went to this like shady little shop downtown. It was really- <laughs> this back alley store. <laughs> and seriously. I felt like I was, you know, committing a crime, which I, I mean, I, well, you kind of were. I, I was Bye. basically. <laughs> so I bought him a bottle of it. And he started taking it. And the crazy thing is, is it was helping him big time. His appetite was increased. He was looking good, feeling good. And then my grandma had a freak out saying, oh, no, like if our doctor finds that on a lab test, he's not going to treat us anymore. And she refused to let him take it. So, yeah, so I had this bottle of CBD and I was like, "Eh, I'll take it. And it helped. I really liked it. But then I couldn't get that same bottle anymore. And then, like I mentioned in the last episode I tried so many different kinds and I just couldn't find anything that I really liked but I'm gonna look into it again because there are so many options now like we buy I have a CBD vape pen but I just don't like it like I just don't think it tastes good or anything that's the thing it's it's a it's a struggle finding like CBD or early when THC whatever yeah. um, stuff that tastes good that's why I go like the edible route and um, I tried uh, a little while ago, the the um, drinks, the CBD, yeah. and the THC drinks, and this one I had like there's a couple that were really good. Like there's similar to like uh, a nude um, vodka, mm-hmm. but it's um, 
you know, cannabis, which is, you'd think it would taste gross, but it actually wasn't bad. And like, it's only like, cause when you go to the dispensaries, obviously the max is like 10 milligrams. Um, but like for the drinks, I found that knocked me out, like knocked me on my ass more than, uh, like eating a chocolate. Really? Yeah. Like I can't smoke. Uh, Like my lungs aren't meant for smoking. Um, I just don't (laughs) like it. I I never have liked it. And the vape pen, I mean, I will say I did get one that tasted pretty good. It would taste like an Earl Grey tea, but I find like, I just had to like really suck on it to get anything out of it. (laughs) (laughs) I really Seriously. Like I'm just sucking the shit out of this pen every morning. And I'm like, this is not fun. So I don't know. I, I might get some gummies. We order stuff from Birch and Fog. They're in Vancouver, I think. Um, my sister has a couple of different CBD oils that she gets from there. And I, I see the difference in her. It's so crazy. Like, I can tell. Like, I saw her a couple of weeks ago. And I'm like, are you out of CBD or something? <laughs> She's like, yeah, why? I'm like, oh, just wondering. <laughs> nothing. I just, I'm just curious. <laughs> like, I'm like, I, I can tell when you're not taking it. Because when she takes it. You can actually have a conversation with her and she's focused when she's not taking it. It's like her mind is racing. She's all over the map. So, yeah. So, yeah. Birch and Fog. Have you ever heard of them? You should check them out. They're um, good. No, but we have. You guys have lots of um, stuff there. Yeah, we have different dispensaries here. Oh, my goodness. You brought me a. Is that a French vanilla? I'll keep them around. Oh, yeah. He, he brought me some sort of beverage. Totally. But yeah, um, Birch and Fog, check it out. Anyone local here in our uh, BC, especially, um, just a little shameless plug here. If you use my code, Rebecca Parker, <laughs> you save $20. And oh I'm my God. <laughs> Do you seriously get a kickback from that? Yeah. <laughs> you get, you get um, money off of your yep. order? Yep. Rebecca Parker. Like, are you a fucking Mary Kay rap again? Like, what the hell? Um, I'm an influencer, okay? I have, like, 3,000 followers. <laughs> oh, that's on Instagram. You do have a lot of followers. I do. I don't know why. Well, why the hell are these people not listening to our Because podcast? I never posted on my personal page because I'm a fucking idiot and I'm terrible with remembering to post things. I'm forcing myself from doing it this week. It's happening. Yeah. It is happening. Hello. Yeah, so check um, it out. Birch and Fog, Rebecca Parker. Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you for listening. Thank you for your time. Thank you. To, and on that note, this TED talk. have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> like, look at me. I'm, I'm an influencer you're, now. I have no phone. such an influencer. You should. We, you know what? We should incorporate that on our. Right. Page. We could be, we could start making bank and then we'll just buy products for ourselves. That sounds do it. Yeah. Loves it. Birch and Fog um, is actually really good. I do recommend it. They have some really cool stuff on there and everything's sent to you packaged really pretty, which I appreciate. Well, obviously, because like if a pretty it package. doesn't fit near cricket prettiness, then you don't want that nope. shit. No, thank if you. If it's not crafty as fuck. No, thank you. You don't want that. See you later. Well, we have like, do you know what um like what brand? Of can like because you know there's different cannabis companies. Um, is it more of like a craft cannabis, or is it like weed? Or that's a good question. I have no clue. I've never really looked into that because we have actually it's kind of exciting. We have uh well we have quite a few dispensaries in town. 
Um, and there's this one called uh, Farmer Jane. So for one, I like that it's probably a woman that owns it. Um, yeah. And for two, it's opening up like right like five minutes away from us. Cool. Because um, all the ones that we go to are like over on 8th Street or downtown. So they're a bit of ways. Um, so yeah, that ta- we want to check that out once it's opened. But um, I think it's funny that like I bet you anything and within the next couple of years, um, cannabis is going to be like how booze is in the States where you can just pick up a, oh, yeah. a six pack at 7-Eleven. You'll be able to pick up a gram crazy? of weed at some. <laughs> yeah, this so Birch and Fog, I'm on their website right now and they have like so many different brands. So like Kootenai Labs is one that I've heard of a lot of before. Oh, yeah. I think that's the one that my brother. I thought so. I was that just I thought you mentioned something about that before. Well, it's like it's Kootenai. Like I'm pretty certain Kootenai Labs. Yeah, probably. Um, but they have yeah, tons of different brands on here. They have skincare. They have pet products. It's pretty cool. Well, that's where like when I was saying about Kila, like I, I think I want to maybe give her a CBD or something like that yeah. just to help. Yeah. Because I think she's experiencing, um, well, the groomer thinks that she has pretty bad uh, arthritis. So yeah, get her some. Give it a try. Hey, when I sent you that package before Christmas, did I send you a bath bomb? Yeah. Yeah. So that I got that a Birch and Fog CBD. Oh, that's a CBD one. See, I'm, I'm terrible with bath bombs. I'm pretty certain Jeremy's got me a bath bomb like every Christmas that we've been together. It's a CBD and I, bath bomb. You haven't used it. I haven't I used bought it, it yet because, I don't, because it was CBD. Becky, I don't like taking baths because when I take baths, I see everything. And oh, my I know. Don't, I know. Don't submerge, so I feel like it's not covered. I know. <laughs> it's not cute. Trust me. I, I don't like it either. And our bathtub is it, tiny and it just makes yeah. me feel bigger. I know. <laughs> I, I'm like, like I, tell Jeremy, I tell Jeremy, I'm like, the next house, we're getting a big claw tub. Oh, yeah. Use it to like, like soak your feet or something. Like cut a yeah, hunk off of it. No, I, I swear I'm not an asshole. I just literally, I was like, oh, cool, a bath bomb. And I didn't look at the label. I just knew that it was like from some sort of boutique because you crazy like that um well and you, crazy awesome <laughs> you wouldn't even know unless you really read into it like the company that makes it is c s e a and then just b and then d d e e c b d oh that's yeah, clever. fancy oh see i have it right here hold on west coast gold no this isn't a cbd one. Oh yeah yes it is, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a terrible friend. I don't know why you keep me around. Um, CBD. That is clever. Right? I thought that was pretty cool. So yeah, Birch and Fog, check it out. Um, Anyways. Anyway, we're getting pretty long here though. Wow. We'll we'll trim her up. Um, But (laughs) (laughs) that's not so wrong. It does. Uh, (laughs) um, Well, I think also too, because uh, with you being on different medications like more like you've been on the same one for like ever um, almost seven years I guess wow but it's it's crazy that like uh, our experiences obviously are, are very different like you're dealing like a lot of I guess your anxiety and depression and stuff stems from like way back yeah mine went unnoticed for a while and then obviously spiked when you know, my brother died, but like, 
it's it's crazy how your mind works that like certain things trigger you to be like okay I need help totally or just like the different seasons too like having like yeah really good times you know like just having those months where it's just you feel on top of the world and everything's yeah. great and then having those crashes like and then and you had asked me before too um how many kind of episodes I've had or if I've had any like I find that like um it just hits me out of nowhere yeah yeah like I could be like grocery shopping I come home and I just fucking lose it yep. so you know like even though I'm I'm on this medication I've been pretty stable I you still have those little outbursts and but a lot of it too can be food related and oh yeah not getting enough activity and just social activity yeah when I'm exercising regularly which like I have been lately I'm definitely much better but I had being sick this week I had like a couple of days there where I just had no energy and we were just eating takeout and whatnot and I almost feel it instantly Like yeah. it's like anger, <laughs> like the oh, anger just comes over like, me, and it's so bad. And then it just like I'm just mean bottles to up inside you and like explodes. Yep. And um, like Jeremy always says, he's like, you know, you, like he's not telling me to not eat something because you know it it's not good for me or whatever. It's more of like it's gonna you're gonna the wrath of Janine's gonna yeah. come out. Basically, you're so, going to abuse him. Yeah, verbally. <laughs> There's been no physical abuse yet, yet. but um, uh, but yeah. So I think our biggest thing for these last couple episodes is to kind of throw it out there that like it's not, uh, it's not, um, it's not shameful. Not normal. Yeah, it's yeah. If you need it, you need it. You know, I just I think. I think it's important, you know, it's, it's literally a chemical imbalance in your brain. Just take the meds if you need them. Yeah. Don't be and, embarrassed. You know, people don't need to know, like you don't need to t- tell people if you don't feel comfortable. No, absolutely at the same time, in order to make it right and make people get over the, the stigma of it, we just need to talk about it more. We need to talk about our feelings and, and uh, different at like, you know, we just need to talk about it. We do. Cause... And that's where, for me, like I said earlier, I would never tell anyone. But now I don't give a shit. I'll tell anyone I know. I wear a hoodie that says medicated on it. Yeah. And I feel that um, kids nowadays, uh, you know, with social media and everything like that, they're heavily influenced to, you know, be a certain way or think that they need to, you know, be the skinniest or be the mm-hmm. prettiest or, you know, use all the filters on their pictures and so all bad. this and it, I can't even imagine being a teenager now um, or a preteen like there's just so many factors like I can see um, like if if Zara gets to the point where she's not happy or whatever she is there like Zara's struggling it, so hard like do you feel like you would put her on something at some point if it doesn't get better or like take her to see yeah so someone so we've seen like she's seen a counselor in the past and we're looking for a new one right now, but we're also on the wait list for child and youth mental health here in right. the lower mainland. It's a six month wait list unless you want to kill yourself. So that's great, but they have like amazing services. And I spoke with um, 
like an intake person the other day and you know she was like yeah I think this would be really good for Zara it sounds like you know she's struggling socially right now big time um she's struggling with some other stuff that like I just can't speak with on a public forum here but she's just I think she's really feeling lonely and isolated and you know different and she's she's not the only no only kid out there like I'm pretty certain like um other than like say men's uh, mental health is becoming more prominent yeah. now it's like the kids mental health too yeah but it makes me so sad like she's so insecure right now and she like yesterday we were at the mall and we were walking out of an elevator and somebody laughed this little group of people laughed she's like why are they laughing at me like she just honestly feels like people don't like her and are staring at her and and I'm just like you are so awesome like you are so mm-hmm. funny you like you're so beautiful inside and out and I just like don't understand like I don't understand how you just feel so down on yourself like Zara is fucking hilarious and smart and kind Mm -hmm. and so it's so painful right but this is you know what a lot of kids struggle with so we're you know we're accessing the help we're we're trying to find it right now but it's just it's hard to find um yeah but if, if it got to a point where yeah she was diagnosed with something and they suggested medication I don't see why not like if that something's going mm-hmm. to help her, why not? Yeah. So I think um, it's important to be open-minded. You know, nobody wants to medicate their kids, but if mm-hmm. there's an actual chemical imbalance or, you know, reason to do so, then absolutely. But we're just going to start with some well, counseling that, that, and stuff. Yeah. And that's where I think like parents nowadays, for the most part, well, at least you and I, like or when I become a parent that like, it's going to be more of a topic that because like we struggled um, growing up that like to make sure everything's okay for our kids because yeah. like we don't want them to feel like how we have felt in the past like yeah we we medicated Evan who's been yeah. on medications since December and that was a hard decision to make but what we dealt with with him and what he went through between August and December it was basically us just surviving in this house and it was mm-hmm. so hard and him being on medication now for his behavioral issues. It's like night and day. Like Stu explains it as it's like a dark cloud was lifted off of him. He's learning right. more now. Like he's, he knows his colors. Now we were looking at a book the other day. Oh no, I was drawing with him and I drew some letters and he was able to tell me what they were. And like, it, it brought literally brought me to tears because I'm just uh-huh. like, Holy crap. Like prior to this, like without that medication, he wasn't able to focus he wasn't able to stay engaged and he's like just flourishing even more now so sometimes it just they just need it yeah so we're open to it for sure we're just we're that we're those parents we just want the best and if it means medication then that's what we're gonna do yeah and and constantly like checking in to make sure because I feel like us growing up like and even our generation like our parents didn't check in Nope. You know, like it was just coined as, oh, she's just PMSing yeah. or she's just whatever. Like there was never that like conversation around anything. Like, you know, no, I could it's... be in my room all day long without coming out. I don't think my mom would ever check in or care what I was up yeah. to when really I was probably just sad or struggling. Whereas, yeah, no. And we openly talk all the time with Zara about mental health and, and she wants to, mm-hmm. she wants to go see a counselor again and she wants to, she doesn't want to feel the way she's feeling right now. And um, so I'm glad, like, I'm glad we're that open-minded family. So it's, this stuff is easier for her and it will, it is normal. Like she doesn't feel like there's something wrong with her if she has to go see a counselor right. or anything like that. And that's important. 
And also, too, like, parents can't really be like, oh, just be happy, you know, because how would you like somebody to say that to you? Exactly. You know, the worst thing ever you can say to somebody who's struggling with mental health issues or mental illness is say, oh, just be happy, just be thankful, just be whatever. Exactly. Like, it's kind of difficult when your brain is fighting itself. Totally. And I'm guilty for not the just be happy, but for getting frustrated sometimes. Like, yesterday, when she had that moment where she's like, why are they laughing at me? I snapped. I was like, Zara, mm-hmm. what the fuck? I'm like, those people literally don't care about you. I'm like, get out of your own head. I said, most people, everyone, just at the store, at the mall in society, they don't give a shit about you. And then I thought about it after. I'm like, that was a little harsh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, let's back it up. I'm like, what I mean is, you know, people aren't bad. People aren't walking around and just looking for somebody to make fun of or, you know, obviously there are assholes out there. I'm like, but these people, they're not staring at you. They're not looking at you. They're just having fun. Like you need to get that and out even of your so, head. like if, um, if they who are, fucking cares? you're going to see them again. Exactly. That's what I said. I'm like, who cares? Even if they are someone made fun of you. Who cares? And she's like, yeah, you're right. You're right. Hey, I'm- man, I've, I've, I've walked through the mall or like Walmart or some shit and had some teenagers kind of like pull, pull, probably because I look like a homeless person. <laughs> I don't know. Not saying that like you should make fun of homeless people, but, you know, girls are bitches. Oh, yeah. Um, and kind of like pointing and whatever. And I'm just like, whenever I see that, I kind of finger them sometimes. Good. <laughs> like just kind of like, really? Do you want to be that mean? Yeah, asshole. I'll tell you what happens to mean girls when they exactly. grow up. Exactly. But yeah, all in all, talk about medication, talk about your feelings, talk about everything. Just talk. Talk to your doctor talk if you them. feel like, you know, you're having some struggles and, you know, maybe you need to connect with a psychiatrist to see if you need some sort of medication or maybe well, just counseling. And sometimes it might just be supplements like yes. taking extra vitamin d a thyroid taking... issue yeah it's crazy yeah just take care of your health there's just so many factors but like to eliminate the things that it couldn't be is a lot better than ignoring it altogether absolutely yeah wow i should be like a motivational you should get your insta like going very... start some that was courses very... sell some courses that was very like I, I feel that was good. I feel lifted. I feel like a, like Brene Brown or something. That shit. was a really good start to my day. Thank you. There you go. Um. Anyways, so we'll wrap that, this up. That's that. We'll probably we'll still talk about. Um. Obviously, like our main focus of this all is life, shit, and mental health and all that jazz. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, peaches. Have a great week. All right, peaches. That's the end of another episode of the PGAF podcast with Jaynan and Bex. As you know, some of the best conversations continue after the show ends. So head on over to our Insta or Facebook at PGAF podcast. And if you found value in this episode, why not share it with someone? Take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. Don't forget to hashtag PGAF podcast and tag us. We'll catch you next week. Same time, same place.